morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. Morning, Coffee. For some reason, my settings are jumbled up this morning, but welcome. There we go. Should be good. <laughs> Holy smokes. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. Morning, Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Tagliavia. Hope you're all doing well. This is a show where we talk about the news and events of the world in the morning slash afternoon, getting into the afternoon, morning in the U.S. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, this is how we start our days, figure out what the hell's going on, and then we go about our days until tonight, where we'll go live again with The Daily Dose, hosted by Josh Reed, where we'll talk about everything that's happened, everything that's happening, everything that potentially could happen in this unfolding global conspiracy shit show that we're watching very closely. Good to see you all. Roxy Grits, Grandma, Hillbilly, all of y'all, good to see ya. Good to see ya. Army Mom, Yasha, Mr. Plum, Sherry, all you guys. Uh, we also got Nikki over there on the foxhole. Yeah, sorry. Um, I don't know what the deal is with my system, but everything's tip-top magoo now. As always, you know, we roll with the punches with these live broadcasts. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, let's uh, talk about what the hell's going on here. Um, it's only Tuesday, but the news waits for nothing. It's just really progressing quickly. Every day, every day we wake up and we could ask ourselves, what over-the-top nonsense are we going to see today? Seriously, this is like, I don't remember any time in my life where every single day I wake up and there's some big news. It would happen like... Maybe once a month, maybe a couple times a year, <laughs> you know, some big, something big happens and you're like, whoa, this is kind of a big deal. Like I'm living through history. Now it's like every single day. It's like something big's happening, right? It's just wild. Maybe because we could just see the bigger picture now, maybe because we're awake. I don't know, but do you guys notice that? seems like there's so much significance to everything happening. Maybe it's just me, but it just feels weird. Brunson case should be today. No, I was under the impression that we were going to have an answer on Friday for that. Um, Army mom, if they, they're deciding if they're going to review the case again. And I thought that we were expecting that by Friday. But if I'm wrong, send me the info and I'd love to see it. But I was reading an article yesterday. <laughs> All right. Hi, Chris. Chris Lynn. Good to see you. Welcome. Thank you for watching. All right. Okay. Let's get into it. We've got a little bit of news. We'll start with some finance. And I thought we could start with this meme that Lauren Eves uh, shared this morning. This kind of wraps up the whole financial, um, the whole financial story, if you will, in one single meme. Uh, with the overlying tone kind of being the system's built to fail. Let's watch. Let's, I mean, let's look at this meme together. All right. So you've got people living paycheck to paycheck with a gun being held to their head by landlords living month to month. And the landlords have a gun pointed to their head by banks and corporations living bailout to bailout. And the banks and corporations have a gun to their head 
a sniper in the distance who is the U.S. government living war to war. Wow. So yeah, this is how the system fails. And um, it's interesting. It's a big scam. Look at that. Interesting system there. Yeah. So we're waiting for the shoe to drop. And uh, I think it's coming. Um, all right. But we actually are not just going to look at a meme to explain this whole situation. We have um, some stuff to talk about. Existing home sales, for example. We have a nice chart here. Uh, you guessed it. The U.S. housing market has dramatically slowed down with higher rates. Existing home sales keeps on plunging. It's now down to 4 million. Oh, why am I doing that? Let's take a quick look at this chart here. Just to give you a visual of this tankage. This uh, downfall. Um... Yeah, so in 2020, we saw this V spike, this V shape recovery, and now we've plunged all the way back down to we were at the low of the pandemic crash, if you will, in 2020. We're back probably below where we were at the lowest point during the pandemic panic. So that's a really interesting point to be at. If it gets worse, we're really screwed. We're already really screwed, but you know, it's either going to get much worse. Or we could recover from here, but you know, I'm not extremely optimistic. I'll tell you that. Putin tells Russian businesses where the future lies. Today he had a speech, Putin, and he told them this. Investing domestically will help preserve wealth and aid the economy, according to the president. Russian business people should invest more in their own country in order to support the economy and preserve their own wealth, according to President Vladimir Putin. During his address to the Federal Assembly on Tuesday, Putin urged entrepreneurs who are currently faced with the predatory behavior of the West as a result of sanctions to not cling to the past and to attempt to sue someone abroad. Do not cling to the past and attempt to sue someone abroad. It is pointless to run around with outstretched hands and humiliate yourselves. Uh, yourself, the president said, nothing that he had warned them about such risks. I'm sorry. Noting that he had warned them about such risks earlier. Wow. According to Putin, big Russian businesses should understand that for the West, they will remain second-rate second strangers and the titles of count, peer, and mayor will not help. Hmm. Quote, the sources of well-being and the future for businessmen men of Russia of the Russian Federation should be in their native country. Then there will be a strong, self-sufficient economy, Putin stressed, encouraging businesses to reorient their investments. Quote, I am addressing the representatives of our business, I, business community. I know many personally and for many years, launch new projects, earn money, invest in Russia, invest in enterprises and jobs, help schools and universities, the president urged. So, Putin, Putin, Russia first. Imagine, imagine such a concept in our country, something like American, America first. Imagine that. Oh my gosh, what a novel concept. So, Putin's telling everybody, invest in our country. Did you hear that in this? I haven't heard anything like that in America since, since, President uh, Trump, before President Trump got the stick taken away from him. <laughs> Mr. Plum, it'll either get worse or better. Yeah, 
pretty much. Cheers. Um, what else do we got here? China softens their stance on crypto. Hong Kong outlines a plan to allow retail investors into virtual assets. Interesting. China's always been kind of wishy-washy on the use of crypto. I think they just really want to control it. But here they are planning to allow retail investors to uh, use virtual assets. So there's going to be some form of digital currencies in every country. China is no different. <laughs> yeah, Putin and Trump are homies. <laughs> Be ready, it's near. Nate, thank you for the warning. Um, all right, let's get out of finance. That's where we're at, though. I mean, my God. Let's see. So uh, this morning, breaking news. Uh, hopefully not literally, uh, or at least maybe some of you want this to be literal breaking news, the breaking portion. Uh, somebody took a hard fall down the steps of Air Force One in Poland. I don't think it was the president, okay, but a lot of people were hoping it was. I won't say that I was or I wasn't. I will not confirm or deny those negative thoughts um, that some of you may be having, <laughs> but somebody took a hard fall down the steps. Let's look. There's video. We have video evidence. I'm not just saying this. I wonder. Uh, r rumor is that it was um, press or um, staff or press or something. All right. They fell down <laughs> and landed face first on the tarmac. Um, how embarrassing. And there it is again. From about halfway, straight face plant. It's kind of hard to see. I'll let it play one more time. Doesn't look like Slow Joe. Um, looks like someone else. Actually, you can't even tell. It could be Slow Joe. <laughs> there he goes. How embarrassing. Oh my gosh. You know, that sucks. That really sucks. But that's, you know, the talk of the town, if you will. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Joe Biden. He falls going up the stairs. But I think they are carrying stuff. So I don't think they would. I think they, they don't let Joe carry stuff because they know he's, you know, not all there. Um, this was interesting. This closed TV put this email out there. Or email story they said that sensitive u.s military emails spill online uh let's take a quick look and there's not much to this yet they're just saying that a security researcher told TechCrunch a government server was exposing military emails data to the internet because no password was set and there's a picture of the pentagon i wonder what the hell's going on there but it could potentially get into something larger we'll see if this unfolds into anything more um, we've got another huge fire this morning, this time another manufacturing facility and I guess a couple vehicles I was reading somewhere too, in Medley, Florida. Multiple people have died after a huge fire broke out in Medley, Florida. I believe we do have some video of this. Here is an article first. Um... Multiple people have died. More have been injured following a huge fire in Medley, Florida. Today, a huge fire has broken out at a warehouse in Medley, Florida that fixes aluminum tanks and structures. The devastating blaze has reported, reportedly left two people dead and at least three people injured. 
Here is a video. Smoke, a plume that was visible from up in Broward County as we launched Guy Force this morning, and it burned uh, out of control there until fire uh, crews from Miami-Dade uh, County Fire got here on the scene. They closed off the roadways in Looks the like area, a truck on including fire too. the service road, which is on the south side of Okeechobee Road, mm -hmm. the uh, area of about 116th Way is uh, the main indicator there for the intersection just a little bit to the west of where this fire broke out. The crews were able to main in Sorry, I'm scrubbing the back. Look at this truck. Isn't it odd that the back of a truck like this would be caught? I wonder if that's a tanker of some sort. Um, I wonder how this fire started as well. Uh, local news WSVN reported that the fire could have started by a spark when workers were using acetylene for welding, although this has not been confirmed. Huh. And here's from a distance. Wow. Lord. So just fire, 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 fire. What's next? There will probably be another fire before the day's over. I mean, I'm just guessing. Or, you know, we'll wake up tomorrow and there will be another one. It's always in these industrial areas. Infrastructure burning down. Um, let's move on here. So, wow. What a situation. Yeah, exactly, Jenica. Yesterday was the Ohio metal plant where they had, like, nickel alloys and ingots and different uh, metal manufacturing creation. And now, Florida. This seems like a smaller plant. It seems like a, a repair shop kind of thing. I don't know. I couldn't find the company name. We're under attack. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Here's a story about food. Supermarkets ration fruit and vegetables as shelves empty in supply shortage. ASDA restricts sales of some items to three per customer as UK farmers switch off greenhouses amid soaring energy costs and Europe is hit by the perfect storm of growing issues. The perfect storm of growing issues? Where have we heard perfect storm before? Fuck, Josh talks about this all the time. The perfect storm, a.k.a. the fire storm, a.k.a. the jackpot, a.k.a. what do they call it in that one movie? Um fire sale this is all part of it it's like a mini fire sale just involving supermarkets <laughs> yeah part of the larger fire sale this is not good tomatoes peppers cucumbers lettuce and cauliflower limited in stores many shoppers across across the country have been growing frustrated by shortages Oh, come on. Growing frustrated? Really? Do you have to do that? They're having growing issues, but they're growing frustrated. I don't see the issue. All right. Just kidding. Supermarkets are rationing fruit and vegetables as shelves continue to remain bare in stores across the country. Shoppers in some Asda stores have been told that they can buy up to three packs each of tomatoes. Peppers, cucumbers, lettuce, and salad. Broccoli, cauliflower, and raspberries at a time as supplies run empty in a number of outlets. Okay, so they're limiting how much they could buy. Maximum three units per customer on all tomatoes. $1.75. Or £1.75. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. Um, 
yeah, empty shelves, empty shelves. People talking about how uh, terrible it is. Look at that. Mm -hmm. This is all by design. There's a few heads of lettuce there. Anyway, I hope you all are getting ready to start your gardens. Might be nice to have a fresh vegetable when the stores don't have any. Um, join a co-op, Scorp Brat says. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Eat local produce and go seasonal the way we're supposed to be. I'm trying to. Yeah, me too. You know, it's hard, but our community has a garden. It's not going to feed the community, but I think there needs to be a lot, tons of gardens in every community. Um... <laughs> here we saw we talked a little bit last night on the daily dose with josh about them trying to take our guns i think uh wait how deep did we get into that conversation i don't remember how deep we got into it but here's more on that front we did not talk about this but this guy david hogg who i'm not familiar with but he has a huge following on twitter which probably i wonder how many of them are bots he said that MSU students are not effing around. They are going to get gun laws passed in Michigan. And he posted this meeting of all these pinko students just, and one of them's having a speech. Let's listen to what they have to say. Pinko students unite. I'm angry that we have had more mass shootings than days this year. I am angry that three beautiful souls were taken from us, and I am angry that I have to come to this for something to change. After the tragedy of Monday night, I was hearing and seeing a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, the probability of being in a mass shooting is really slim. You're more likely to be in a car accident. Those insensitive people are completely missing the point. The point is not the probability of being in a mass shooting. The point is there should be no probability, period. <laughs> Okay, so it's really not a protest against guns or gun violence. Apparently it's a protest against probabilities. <laughs> it's not about the guns. It's not about the violence. It's about the probability of the violence. Sorry, I mean, there's always going to be a probability there. Um, and then the person recording is like, mm, yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, the probability, yeah. Great, great point. Oh, my gosh so good take all the guns you know what there's a larger probability of dying from myocarditis than getting shot in a gun violence situation in chicago <laughs> i'm just making that statistic up but it's probably true somebody do this do the research is it more likely to die from a vaccine injury today uh statistically than to be caught in a violence with a firearm um, am I talking right? I don't know. English is hard for me in the morning, you guys, but you get what I'm saying? If you get the gist, just give me a thumbs up somewhere. St something. These people make my brain hurt too, Nikki. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, you know, it's crazy. Um, I kind of wanted to Photoshop Bernie. Bernie sitting in his chair with his gloves in the crowd. Maybe two or three times. I feel like he'd be there. Um... So yeah, that's Michigan MSU students. And I was looking at this David Hogg guy. Let's see. He's at David Hogg 111. He's got a peace sign in his name. This guy, he says, uh, 
a March for Our Lives founder and a board member of Contact David Hogg at Gmail. Um, 1.2 million followers. I guess he's an uh, author. I don't know who the hell this is. He's got a protest in the background. Uh, gun safety protest picture for his banner. I don't know. And then he seems to be loving retweeting the White House. And yeah, he's uh, retweeting the White House, praising Putin for meeting with Zelensky back in February or February 20th, 2023. Yeah, Biden in Kiev. Great. So he's, you know, a pinko. Pinko alert. Anyway, good stuff. Let's talk about this. On the other side of the aisle, this this uh, this guy named Josh Alexander was Josh Alexander was suspended from St. Joseph Catholic High School in Ontario for protesting men in girls' bathrooms. He wasn't just suspended; I believe he was arrested. So this is the other side of the coin, and I don't see any kind of fair treatment here. Yeah, he's being arrested. He doesn't want men in the women's bathroom. Well, here he is being detained and having being, he's being talked to. And actually, he's being pushed to a police car. Oh, maybe not. Cuffs going on. Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. You know, he has a problem with men going into women's bathrooms. This used to be a normal concern considering, you know, women getting raped and stalked and murdered. Um, these kinds of things, kidnappings, human trafficking, abuse, sexually assaulted, um, you know, kind of logical concerns. Apparently in Ontario, though, that's insensitive and, you know, you should let men go into the women's bathroom. And if you don't like it, they'll put you in cuffs. What the hell? This is the destabilization of our community. And they're, like, even me saying this, they're going to be like, Vince doesn't care about people's identities and he doesn't care about rights and he thinks that, he, he you know, he's a bigot and uh, blah, blah, blah. Not true. Silly nonsense. This is just to divide us. This is to divide us. Divide and conquer. Have you heard of this phrase? It's a good strategy in war. And we are in war and we're being attacked by ourselves. All they have to do is put information out there and watch us go at each other. Ridiculous. And these police, really? Come on, you guys. These police are completely R-worded. They're probably all jabbed right away. They probably got jabbed. As soon as they were told to, they probably were like, okay, there were those ones. You know, there's different levels of people who are jabbed. Some of them got jabbed right away. Some of them waited as long as they could before they were bribed with money and food and freedom. And then other ones were bribed with their jobs and got it. And then there was the ones who never got it. Well, these ones, they got it right away. Look at what they're doing. They're arresting somebody for opposing. Oh, you know, that worries me. This is like, this is Hitler's Gestapo. This is, um, these are people that will 
listen to authority to the point where it's dangerous, where the authority might say, uh, oh, it reminds me of the people who are crazy and then, like, the devil tells them to murder people. Or, no, not the devil. They say that, like, that God tells them to murder people or Jesus tells them to murder people and then they go murder people. That's, like, these people who listen to authority blindly. They just do it because of the authority. They don't take any type of analysis into their own um, consideration where everything should be critical, critically analyzed no matter who's telling you. And that goes for police. That goes for military. And I'm not just saying this. This is legally speaking. You are not obligated to break the law no matter who is telling you anything. The president of the United States could come up to you and say, hey, do go do something for me. And if you say, hey, no, thank you. That is um, illegal and I'm not going to do it. You have that right. Yeah, are they going to try to ruin you? Yes. Um, but do you have that right? Yes. So, uh, take some responsibility, be brave, be big, make the right decisions. I know you guys do, but come on. Gosh, it's so concerning. These, these people in these positions, just listening blindly to authority. This could be a big, big problem. Uh, it is a big problem. Anyway, let's move on here. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. There people are saying that James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. He apparently is no longer doing working with Project Veritas. A couple things happened yesterday uh, over the past, uh, you know, day or two. Project or Project Veritas or James O'Keefe said that he was fired and they said that he quit. And then they're still kind of going back and forth on it. James O'Keefe shared a text message from a board member bragging about getting a raise if he was forced out. And James O'Keefe actually posted this video. Let's watch it real quick and we'll get into the rest of the story. Hey, this is now Friday, February 3rd. A board member reached out to one of our journalists and stated, quote, you get a raise if there is a restructure without James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. I have a copy of the text message and I'll give it to all of you. I redacted the name of the journalist. The board member deleted the message, but not before our journalist took screenshots. Good job, journalist. Yeah. <laughs> On Sunday, February 5th, now that's Sunday, two days after the Friday, a board member requested my presence at his home. He informed me, quote, you had nothing to do, James with this Pfizer story, unquote. Perplexed by this, I took out my iPad and showed him a video of myself confronting the Pfizer executive, which had 11 million views on YouTube. He responded, quote, but that was after the undercover video had already been done. Yeah, so James O'Keefe actually put out about an hour-long statement yesterday regarding all of this, if you want to go to his uh, Twitter and check it out. But... Since this has been unfolding, everybody has really been critical of Project Veritas, and they have lost over 200,000 followers since yesterday afternoon. I unfollowed them, and I made sure to also, thanks to Sonia, I went over to uh, YouTube as well and unfollowed them there. This seems to be um, a takeover of Project Veritas and a destruction of it. Um, 
I think people are right when they say that James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. Um, so it's pretty funny to watch, actually. Um, here is Social Blade showing us the number of followers Project Veritas has. 1,000... I mean, sorry. 1,216,782. And... It's falling. It looks like it's going down. I wonder, I wish I could see a long chart. <laughs> but yeah, it's going down as we were speaking. Uh, I wonder if I could look. Here we go. Progression graph. What is that? All right. Well, maybe I can't look at a long-term graph, but I would like to. Anyway, they've lost approximately 200,000 followers on Twitter. Pretty awesome. So, you know, if you don't like what they're doing, unfollow them. People are saying, too, the P the ones in the board, the board of Project Veritas are, like, total liberals. Um, I wonder if I could find that. I don't think I have it here. Let me see. Yeah, one... Uh, somebody posted a picture... Um, I'll just tell you guys about it, because I don't want to search for it, but... I don't know if this is true or what, but I saw it briefly. Somebody said that one of the board members of Project Veritas has his profile, has his pronouns in his profile on Twitter. And that this is what, you know, who's working at Twitter. Um, or I'm, I'm sorry, who's working at Project Veritas. So we'll see what happens. And then Project Veritas released this statement. Um, let me pull it up. I, I can't believe I forgot to pull this up. My gosh, I'm just a mess. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, Project Veritas put out a statement, and a lot of it sounds like complete bullshit. And I talked about it on Twitter. I was like, um, let me find it real quick. I says, my goodness. For being Project Veritas, this letter sounds like a lot of bullshit. Here it is. Statement from the Project Veritas Board of Directors. They totally shit all over James. And this is like crazy that they put this information out. It's kind of a long... Actually, it's not that long. Let's read it. Today, James O'Keefe decided to remove his belongings from Project Veritas headquarters. The board and management made numerous attempts in the last 14 days to have a conversation with James, but he ignored our outreach and decided to and decided to instead leak private information to others, either by doing so himself or by proxy. This is interesting that they are coming out here and publicly putting all this out there in an attempt, in an attempt to smear James and protect their asses. I feel like this is written by lawyers. It seems like it's drafted by lawyers. And we'll read the rest of this. This is so petty. And I feel like if your company, if your company or your board or people that you work with put this out, this is like airing out dirty laundry. This is not public information. Like this could have not been published and everything would be fine. But no, they published this and people could see right through the bullshit. Let's read the rest. As a, as today's President's Day, our office was closed. We had a board meeting scheduled for tomorrow where James was invited. And there was also a board meeting on Friday, February 10th, where James was invited but did not attend to discuss the financial malfeasance that was discovered. 
which requires us to act in order to remain in compliance with the law. There were two subjects that the board wished to come to terms with James on. The company's long-term sustainability based on staff retention and morale, and the company's financial health, which has been a serious concern for several months now. Although PV leadership, Project Veritas leadership, has not concluded looking into the full scale of financial issues over the years, a preliminary review at this time indicates that James has spent an excessive amount of donor funds in the last three years on personal luxuries. More is still being uncovered during the ongoing review at this time. Contrary to many reports from today, James was suspended indefinitely pending the resolution of a fulsome investigation and clarity which will need to be provided by a third-party investigative audit report. Here are a few examples of what has been uncovered so far by Project Veritas leadership. This is far from an exhaustive list. It is merely a small representative sample. $14,000 on a charter flight to meet someone to fix his boat under the guise of meeting with a donor. Okay, what's this first one? They're saying that James spent fourteen grand on a private charter to fix his boat. Talk to, talk to somebody about fixing his boat under the guise of being a donor. Well, what if he was killing two birds with one stone? Is that really such a bad thing to have like relations in your life? Like, hey, if I have a boat and I need my boat fixed and the person fixing my boat is a potential donor to my company that I work for, wouldn't it be fine to be like, hey, Jim, uh, will you fix my boat, please? It needs a new motor. And will you do you mind, you know, doing this or doing that? And by the way, um, do you still want to donate to the company I work for? You know, is that cool? You like what I do? I like what you do. Blah, blah, blah. What's wrong? Is that really immoral? Is that bad? I feel like this is reaching. I feel like they're reaching and they're trying to find reasons to shit all over James O'Keefe because they don't want him in there for some reason. Probably because I think they're trying to turn Project Veritas into something else. And it's probably not, probably something that isn't Project Veritas, which Veritas, Veritas means truth. It's probably trying to get away from that Veritas part of things. But let's look at what else they said he did. $60,000 in losses by putting together dance events such as uh, Project Veritas Experience. Okay, so they're saying that there was a $60,000 loss because of a failed project that was headed by him. So what? Companies make decisions all the time that don't work. You know, oh, let's try to have this or let's try to do that. Oh, it didn't work. Write it off as a loss. So they're blaming him for this, blaming him and saying that you know, he's not good for the company because of it or whatever. But, you know, I'm not, I'm sure it wasn't only his decision. Maybe it was on his personal credit card for the company, though, and that's how they're getting him. So ridiculous. Anyway, let's keep going. Um, over $150,000 in black cars in the last 18 months. Okay, that's a lot of money. 18 months worth of essentially taxis. 150 grand for a year and almost two years of taxis. That's a lot of money. But what are black cars? Are those like a more expensive taxi? I don't know. But, uh, you know, that's a lot of money. I think it's probably not a best decision for a company. But let me know what you guys think about that one. Uh, Princess uh, Lisa says that Project Veritas has been hijacked. I think so, too. Jenica says losses are good for taxes. Next. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good point. Uh, <laughs> private taxis. Okay, Jenica. Yeah, wow. I don't know. Let's see what else. Um, maybe it's justifiable. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Next, thousands of dollars spent on DJ and other equipment for personal use. Okay. Hundreds of other acts of personal inurement. Oh my god. So, this is the thing. When I would imagine working for Project Veritas, they probably give you a credit card and if you're working, you put all your business expenses on that credit card. I guarantee you James O'Keefe never never stopped working. That's just the vibe I get from the guy. I bet that guy worked 24-7. So yeah, he put his coffee every day on his credit card. He put his taxis everywhere he went on his credit card. And he's probably in New York. He's probably going here and there. He's probably taking one to lunch. He's taking one back to the office. He's taking one over here and there and jets and flying and this and that. It's going to add up, especially when you're hustling, hustling, hustling and taking multiple of these cars a day and private jets. Yeah, get out of here. You know what? If it takes him that much money to get around and it's justifiable to where legitimately it's, you know, yeah, I take five black cars a day because I'm in New York, I'm in LA, I'm in these big cities. I need to get around. I need to get around quick. I don't have a car. Maybe, I don't know. You know what? Maybe they invest. Okay. What if they hired a driver, bought a car? Okay. They buy an Escalade. They buy a driver. They hire a driver. That's going to cost you your 150 a year anyway. Probably, you know, they're probably getting a pretty good deal. What are they going to do? You know what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How much does a driver in a car cost for 18 months to be available 24-7 and be in any city? 150 grand for 18 months. Okay. Not that unreasonable when you put it that way, in my head at least. Uh, the board wants to work things out with James and has tried every route possible to remedy the issue at hand and begin to take the legally required corrective actions. <laughs> James also left us no choice but to suspend him in the last few weeks when he unilaterally fired the CFO, who can only be fired with board approval. This is a violation of our non-profit's bylaws. James went as far as to say that the board member had approved this firing to others, but it was later discovered that it was not the case. That member did not approve the firing. The board approved James's suspension so it would have time to properly, properly investigate these internal infractions. The board has a legal obligation to comply with state and federal laws, and these matters are serious ones that cannot be ignored. James claims that the board did not allow him to send an apology letter to the staff, which is not true. The board never told James he, had, he was not to speak with staff members, nor that he could not apologize to them. But, more than anything, the board cares about what the donors... The board cares about the donors of this organization, who decide to donate their hard-earned money to us because they believe in the mission. We could not allow our, for our donors to send us money and have it be misappropriated in such a way. We love our supporters, and we want, and we would never sit idly by as money is being used for matters that are not mission-related. Even with all this public fallout, the board still wants to speak with James. We did not fire him, nor do we want him to resign. We would like to continue conversations with James resolve the internal matters to resolve internal matters rather than litigate them publicly. 
Yeah, right. You put this all out publicly. What do you mean litigate them publicly? You... Oh, my God. Project Veritas will continue to be transparent with the public as more information can be released over time. The fight for truth will never stop. And then, of course, at the bottom, help expose corruption. Send a tip. Donate now. Fuck you. No, thank you, Project Veritas. Yeah, Lisa, it was good while it lasted. Rest in peace, Project Veritas, Jenica says. Yeah. Yeah, total bullshit. Can you believe they put that out there publicly? What? This is, like, really... This is really childish to me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, James is in quite deep on this one. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Fig. Fig just sent me this recently. A huge fire is burning at a Brooklyn warehouse. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this looks like Citizens Citizen Free Press reported this today. All right. Two fires in one day. Was that on your bingo card? Oh my god. Lots of fire trucks under the over there wow they just won't quit anyway this project veritas stuff is pretty wild we'll keep our eye on the story obviously i can't believe they put that out there what jerks yeah watch them watch their tune is going to change especially if they are successful with this takeover which it looks like so far they have been but their funding might go down a little bit and they're going to have a hard time getting good stories to put out there that go as viral as the ones that James O'Keefe has been putting out over the years because they're going to have a bunch of pinkos they're not going to have as much funding unless you know they might just find new donors all of a sudden like George Soros and Bill Gates so maybe funding won't be a problem they'll probably get this money out of somewhere right It'll be they'll get funds from other people now that they're going to be probably focusing on other stories, um, exposing corruption elsewhere. Who knows what else they'll do? Who knows what they'll do? So interesting. I was thinking last night. Actually, somebody put it in the comments during the Daily Dose last night that what if James O'Keefe goes and works as the CEO of Twitter for Elon Musk? That would be a good move, huh? Imagine that. All right, we have a lot more news. Uh, World War Three, and stuff. Putin says he'll suspend Russia's involvement. Oh, my gosh. Putin says he'll suspend Russia's involvement with the nuclear treaty with the U.S. after Biden visited Ukraine. Uh, and here's what we need to know about the U.S.-Russia nuclear treaty that Moscow suspended. Let's take a quick look at this. This is just more escalation. New start in the last surviving agreement from the Cold War era effort to avert nuclear apocalypse. Uh, Russia is suspending participation in a key nuclear arms reduction treaty with the U.S. President Vladimir Putin announced on Tuesday he cited Washington's failure to keep its end of the bargain and its deepening involvement in the Ukraine conflict. The New START Treaty is the, is the last surviving relic of the efforts by the U.S. and the USSR to avert nuclear annihilation by accepting restrictions on their arsenals and building mutual trust. Number one. Cold War Legacy. START stands for 
Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty and was originally the name of the document signed by the U.S. President George Bush and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev in 1991. It was part of a decades-long effort by the two superpowers to put limits on the number of strategic nuclear weapons in their possession. Um, in, a, in, a, in a way that would give neither side an advantage. Uh, trust but verify. The treaty puts a limit on nuclear devices, and that means of their delivery, including ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles, uh, submarine-launched ballistic missiles, and long-range bombers. The treaty also gives the parties the privilege of inspecting each other's military sites to verify compliance. Number three, deteriorated security architecture. Much of what the USSR and US created in the name of strategic stability has since been eradicated. Uh, inspections quarrel. Amid the conflict in Ukraine, the U.S. and Russia have accused each other of failing to facilitate inspections under the new start. NATO jumped on Washington's bandwagon earlier this month with a formal statement condemning Moscow for alleged violations. Anyway, they're just saying, yeah, F it all. We're not doing it anymore. Not even pretending to do it because you are clearly against Russia. So why would we do anything for you? Uh, it's kind of what I'm hearing from the situation. Um, Russia issues a warning about the future of the Ukraine conflict as well. All of this is coming out because of Putin's speech this morning. So let's see what they said here. <clears throat> Russia issues warning about the future of the Ukraine conflict. The U.S. and its allies intend to take the military standoff global, Vladimir Putin has said. Western elites intend to transform the conflict into in Ukraine from a regional to a global one, Rus Russian President Vladimir Putin has said. Moscow perceives this as an existential threat and will react accordingly, he said. By the way, an existential threat means it's a it's a, it's it's it could potentially wipe out Russia. Putin has said numerous times, an existential threat will be met with the N-word. Trump said never say the N-word. Nuclear. It will be met with nuclear response. So we're potentially getting there. And with him taking away uh, the nuclear treaty and then saying this is an existential threat to Russia is very concerning. The goal of those in power in the U.S. and other Western nations is to end us once and for all, the Russian leader stated during a keynote speech on Tuesday. They are using Ukraine as a battering ram against Russia and don't care how many people will die as a result, he said. They intend to turn a local conflict into a phase of global confrontation. That is how we understand things and will react accordingly, because the issue here is the existence of our state, Putin said. The Ukraine conflict was unleashed by the West when it supported an armed coup in Kyiv in 2014, the Russian president noted. Western powers then poured resources into the new regime, even as it used the military against its own population and became increasingly nationalist and extreme. Nazis. Western elites, quote, don't care who they are betting on in their fight against us, their fight against Russia. They just want them to go to war, Putin observed. The current Ukrainian government is alien to the people it governs and serves Western interests, he believes. Quote, Nobody among them counts the loss of human lives and tragedies because trillions of dollars are at stake. An opportunity to keep robbing everyone under the cover of rhetoric of democracy and freedoms, the Russian leader warned. warned. 
He said that ultimately Russia's opponents must realize that the country cannot be defeated on the battlefield. That is why they target it in different ways, trying to undermine its unity via historical revisionism and attacks on Russian traditional values, Putin explained. The remarks were part of the president's address to the Federal Assembly, as both chambers of the Russian parliament are called, as well as to senior Russian officials and public figures. Very interesting that he talked about the war in that way, that it's not being fought traditionally, it's being fought in another way. Who else said that? Hmm. General Michael Flynn, who, by the way, Josh interviewed about a week ago, if you want to go back and check that video out. General Michael Flynn wrote the book uh, 5GW, Fifth, Gener Fifth Generational Warfare. I forget the entire, entire title, but that's exactly what General Flynn talks about. This isn't just happening in Russia. This is happening around the globe, including a lot in the West, where they're fighting this war unconventionally. It's a new generation of warfare. It's psychological. It's an information warfare. It's much, much more than any war that anybody's used to, <clears throat> which is why people are asleep to the fact. All right, onward. Um, people are calling that speech a final nuclear warning against the West as Putin delivered his State of the Union speech this morning. Actually, I have a clip from that speech. And, well, it's, I think it has an English um, dub, so let's listen. It cannot ignore the fact that Russia cannot be defeated on the battlefield. So they're waging increasingly aggressive information attacks. First of all, targeting the young generations, lying on every step, distorting historical truth, attacking our culture, the Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, other traditional religious institutions in our country. Now look at what they're doing with their own peoples. They're destroying the institution of family, their cultural and historical identity, and uh, various perversions with regard to children up to pedophilia are accepted as uh, the new norm and priests are forced to recognize and officiate same-sex weddings. People can live however they want, and we in Russia have never intruded into people's private life, and we're not going to do that. But what we want to say is maybe they should take a look in the scripture, into the holy book, of any great religion. It says that the family is a union between woman and man. And uh, these holy texts are now being increasingly doubted in the West. The uh, Anglican Church is now considering the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Very interesting. Um, we also have NATO is stronger than it's all ever been, according to Joe Biden. Well, good. Um, yeah. Believable, huh? I mean, the two alliances here 
that we see. We see the BRICS nations, and then we see the West and NATO. Um, Army Mom said it. She said that China is probably going to end up helping Russia. She believes. I believe that's true. The BRICS nation um, financial alliance or trade alliance or whatever you want to call it will likely turn into a militaristic alliance when push comes to shove. And they have a larger populace, more supplies than the West's alliance. Plus, the West alliance relies a lot on the BRICS nations. And vice versa. So it's it's complex, but what else do we have here? China. Xi Jinping is planning to visit Moscow over the next few weeks. We'll see. Uh, I think he has a representative there now, but Xi himself is planning on going there. We'll see. Uh, people are not happy about that. See, it's just like Biden going to Ukraine, and we see this response from Russia where they're saying, okay, this treaty is going bye-bye. Well, when... Xi visits Russia, the rest of the world is going to see that in a similar fashion and probably respond somehow, some way. Um, so Xi is going to go to Russia. We'll see when that happens, what comes out of it, or if something happens before then, we'll see. Anyway, what else? Uh, according to um, the Dutch intelligence agency, Russia is targeting the Netherlands' North Sea infrastructure. Um, okay, let's take a quick look at this real quick here. Reuters. The Hague. Russia has in recent months tried to gain intelligence to sabotage critical infrastructure in the Dutch part of the North Sea. Dutch military intelligence agency MIVD said on Monday... A Russian ship has been detected on an offshore wind farm in the North Sea as it tried to map out energy infrastructure. The vessel was escorted out of the North Sea by Dutch Marine and Coast Guard ships before any sabotage effort could become successful, he added. We saw in recent months Russian actors try to uncover how the energy system worked in the North Sea. It is the first time we have seen this. Look, I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure Russia and their military know how wind farm wind farms work. I'm pretty sure they have satellites that could map that whole thing out in 30 seconds. Or it's probably already mapped out. They don't need to map anything out. Um This just reminds me of Nord Stream. Oh my gosh, Russia blew up its own pipeline. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, why would they destroy their own infrastructure? They're so crazy. They really hate they really must hate uh, Germany. Oh, it was the U.S.? Oh, sh don't talk about it anymore. Same thing here. You know, they're going to blame... There's going to be attacks. Things are going to be attacked. This is just foreshadowing. When any infrastructure is blown up, they're going to blame Russia. It may be Russia. It may be somebody else. Shit's going to escalate, though, and it's not good. We'll never really know unless the facts somehow get out, but it's going to be a shit show. I tell you what. Not good. Whether they are targeting it or not, this tells me that it's somebody's target. Why are they talking about it? Somebody's targeting it, I guarantee you. Um, you know, of course, as always, I still have about a, too many more news stories to go through. A lot of health stuff, a lot of other stuff. 
a lot of uh, globalist nonsense. But we're going to stop here. We will convene again tonight, though, everybody. It was nice to talk to you all this morning, as always. Thank you for tuning in and watching. Tonight, we're going to have a good old time because we have the Daily Dose, followed by the um, conversation afterward with Joshua Reed, a nice Q&A over on the Social Red Pill, the private social network for the Red Pill Project. You can join for free and participate in that conversation. You could be a fly on the wall, or you could jump in and... Uh, ask questions or be a part of the conversation just create a free account on the social red pill www.socialredpill.com you can visit all of our sponsors and see everything at redpills.tv www.redpills.tv other than that you know we'll take it day by day I'll be live again here tomorrow same bat place same bat time until then everybody take care and God bless and Godspeed. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I Patch McCain. <laughs> I think it's, I I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.